You're listening to Excellence Above Talent, a podcast where we have the hard conversations about the lives of men and what leads us to achieve greatness and suffer defeat. Hear from other men's journeys as well, as we all learn and grow together to become inspirations to ourselves and those around us. And now your host, Aaron Thomas. What's up, my beautiful people? Aaron Thomas with Excellence Above Talent. Uh, Daniel Marquez, that's your last name, right? Yeah. All right, so we're just going to jump into it, uh, you know, have a conversation. Again, this podcast is about finding ways to help build high-value men and talking about the, the tough conversations that a lot of men or people in general just don't talk about. So without further ado, uh, Daniel, tell the folks something about yourself. Hello, hello. Uh, my name is Daniel. I'm uh, 38 years old. I was born and raised in Odessa, Texas. I have two girls that are in high school. They are 16 and 14 years old. I'm a single parent. Been doing the mom and dad thing for quite some time now. Uh, I own a home uh, construction and remodeling company here in Odessa, Texas. I travel, you know, the surrounding areas to do work and projects and stuff. What's it called? It's called a, oh, we're dropping shameless plug. Yeah, hell yeah, we are, man. <laughs> of course we are. We can get some work, then why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my company is called DMK Construction. Uh, you can find that up on uh, on Instagram as uh, DM, DMK Construction underscore 2021. Or on uh, Facebook is uh, DMK Construction. It's got a picture of a gold lion. I typically share it uh, on social media, so be on the lookout for that. I, I lied. I know I told you about this one question was going to start off with. <laughs> but, uh, you said you were a single parent. How long have you been a single parent? Uh, so we're getting into the weeds of it, huh? Yeah, yeah. We are just, we are just jumping into it. Might as well. Uh, okay, a little bit of my backstory is uh, I've had full custody of my oldest daughter. She's 16. She'll be 17 in June. Awesome. Uh, I've had full custody of her since she was uh, like two and a half years old. Okay. Um, I mean, mom kind of just... Uh, up and went with the boyfriend, uh, didn't show up to court hearings. She didn't call, didn't show up for, I think, I think like nine or 10 years. Uh, I would say nine years. So she was probably about 11. So there was no phone calls, no happy birthdays, no Christmases, no, no nothing. Yeah. Just completely disappeared. I mean, I really didn't even know if she was still alive or what. Um, and then a couple years after that, she comes back into the picture and come to find out that she had three other kids from, the same dude that she was, you know, ran off with. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been raising her, I mean, well, by myself with the help of my parents. And uh, since she was since she was two, yeah. now she's in high school and we're talking about uh, graduation rings and whatnot. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just curious because a lot of times it's it's the, the moms who are the single parents. It, how tough was that as, you know, as a dude? Uh, being a single parent and trying to like play the role of both mom and dad, and you had a girl too, so you had to like, you had to learn certain things. You oh know. my god, it was impossible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let, let's if we if we start back whenever she was, you know, as a toddler, you know, changing diapers, doing bows, dresses, shoes, you know, all that stuff's gotta gotta go together. You know, outfits gotta match. Uh, I used to have to do bows, and I learned how to do hair. I mean, I'm not the best at it, but, like, braids and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. 
And then, you know, during the, the potty training stages, that's where it was kind of creepy because you're like, like a dude having this kid and she's a girl yeah. and she's got to go to the bathroom. You're like, oh man, you can't take her to the guy's restroom. You know what is in there. Yeah. And uh, so what I, as she got a little bit older, um, I would take her to the, you know, to the woman's restrooms and sometimes I would knock and, or there'd be a lady or somebody walking in. I'm like, hey, my daughter's got to use the bathroom. You know, can you check so I can take her? She was still kind of little. But as she grew up a little bit, I would just kind of take her and I'd wait outside the door. Yeah. And um, But sometimes I felt like I looked like a creep. Gotcha. So I would just, you know, go a little bit further back and stuff. Yeah. And, and then as, as, you know, time you went on, is like like my daughter, she wouldn't come out of the bathroom. And I'm like, so a lady would be walking in and out. And I'm like, hey, uh, can you do me a favor? She's a, kind of you know kind of weird asking that question and i'm like hey my daughter she's in there you know she's using the bathroom she's like oh yeah you know a little girl i helped her wash her hands or whatever i was like okay cool thank yeah. you yeah and then just growing up man growing up yeah yeah that's what's up man uh I, I think it's pretty cool you don't you don't really get to hear like um the perspectives from like a dad being a single a single parent it's always a lot of it is is the moms and things of that nature so oh, yeah that's more that seems to be more common so it is, but it is tough raising, you know, not one, but two daughters by herself. Yeah. It, the, the thing is, uh, my, okay. I have two baby mamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not, I mean, everyone at, at this hey, point got, yeah, it, it, know, it happens, right. All over the place. Hey, we all got a story to tell. Yeah. Yeah. I, ha- I have two baby mamas. Uh, my second daughter, she lives with her mom, you know, mom's, you know, there. Yeah. So the the connection is there with both of us. We co-parent, you know, as well as we can. That that daughter, she's in uh, she's in high school. Well, they're both in high school, and uh, but the thing was, the oldest one, that's the one that's trouble. Yeah, I mean, because it's just there's really there's no there's no guidebook, there's no manual, and there's no handbook to how to raise you know girls and then yeah. teenage girls, and then as they you know get into that age where they're you know doing the you know. Talking to boys and stuff. Uh, or, no, no, no. Oh, okay. They, they kind of keep that a secret, and I try to ask questions, and but they just like they just they don't really give you know too much. Yeah, yeah, I got you. And then the the girl stuff, you know. Oh my god, that was something that kind of it was it was a, a learning process for both of us because, like for example, my oldest one, you know, the girls going through their periods and yeah. all their you know body changes and stuff, and then so it was hard because she didn't have her mother figure. Yeah. Or, and then, I mean, she would ask my mom and grandma and stuff. And then, so eventually I just, you know, talking to her like, hey, it's just me and you. Like, we're going to have to get through this. And I think after, you know, a couple of years of it, she finally, you know, now they make a joke out of it. Yeah. But I I was that, that parent or that dad that I had to take them to go buy, you know, feminine products. Yeah. And then I take them to go buy bras and underwear. And I don't, I don't know why guys <laughs> make it a big deal about buying feminine product like i don't know why we we try to like hide it like it's something that's like <laughs> taboo or something i walk in there grab it you know throwing the box up in the air like what dude it's tampons like what what yeah. are we doing like um i i don't i don't know it's just it i think just just men are just embarrassed because it's not something that's natural for us to do but yeah. like in my situation like i i i had to do it because i've i've got a teenage girl yeah two teenage girls so yeah. like we'd be at the grocery store and I'm like, hey, do you need something from that aisle? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yeah. Uh, and so it, it got it got to the point where she would just be like, she, I would just, I tell her like, you know what, just just grab whatever you need to get, yeah. no questions asked, put it in the cart. Yeah. You know, you can hide it, whatever. But 
as as like I said, as time grew up, they we make a joke out of it. Yeah. Because I, I tell them, like, man, why are you guys so moody? Oh, it's because she's on her period. Or yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Man, I, cool. I think that was just, you know, a different perspective, a cool perspective from, you know, a single dad. Jumping into, you know, the podcast and what it is that we, we want to create and do. Uh, so the suicide rate within men, uh, men are three point times five. 3.5 times more likely to commit suicide than, than women. Uh, there are 132 suicides a day. 94 of those are men, uh, which is just a crazy number. So 94 men uh, are taking their lives daily. And why do you think that that number is high? And why do you think men are taking their lives at, at, a, at that high of a rate? Well, that is a, it's a mind-staggering statistic. I mean, yeah. it's high. Yeah. I, I think because the stigma is that, men we're supposed to be strong. We're not supposed to be weak. Yeah. We're not supposed to uh, break down on, 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 you know, simple, just everyday life. Like, we're supposed to, you've heard the saying, uh, pull your, you know, pull yourself up from your bootstraps. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, being in, in you know, growing up traditional Mexican is like m- my dad, he was a breadwinner. My yeah. mom, you know, stayed at home with the kids and whatever. Um, but I think growing up, uh, men just have this, this, I don't know what to say it's like an influence or that's how, you know, we grew up that you can't have, you can't be sick. You can't be scared. You can't be stressed out. You can't have anxiety. You can't have anything because it looks like, oh, he's weak or he's, you know, he's crazy or, or like, oh, that you're not a man. You or like, you know, pull yourself up for bootstraps. Yeah. Like, come on, dude, like, get your shit together. Yeah. You know, you can handle this. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you, you, you need that, like, even with other men to talk and your peers to just say, hey, man, I got this going on. And then your other, other friends or other people are like, well, I went through this and this is how, how I handled it. But I think that the rate, the reason those rates are so high because men, we put so much weight and stress and effort um, on ourselves to pay the bills, you know, Take care of the kids, take care of the family, take care of the household. Like me, for example, you know, uh, being self-employed, I don't just go to a job and clock in. Yeah. Like, I got to do a job. I got to finish it in a timely manner so I can get get some money, get some, you know, get paid. Yeah. And so all that stress is on me. And then the next job coming up and the next job and the next job. So it's just like I don't go somewhere and just clock in and, you know, you know, piddle around all day. And then clock out at the end of the day. Like, it's just, that's the stress that you you carry. But in my situation, I mean, I have the gym. I play Call of Duty. Um, I, I like what I do. I, yeah. I build, you know, showers, you know, kitchens. Right now I'm doing a kitchen rem- uh, painting project. I did a really cool project a couple weeks ago. It's a epoxy countertop. Yeah. So stuff like that, it just, it distracts me from the normal stresses of, you know, work and bills and kids. Like, have you ever uh, been around two teenage girls? No. I mean, I mean, yes, I have. I've been around a lot of teenage girls before working with the crisis center. And we had like a, uh, a, um, a wonder girls camp. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, like they're 60 of them. So yeah, they're, they're moody. Like, yeah. For sure. So the, yeah, they're, they're moody. So they, they, they stress me out, but I mean, yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> that's part of the package that I that I took that this role of, of being a dad, being yeah. a parent, like yeah. there's no there's no giving up. You yeah. can't you can't give them back. So I, I think I want to kind of dig deep more into why we think showing emotions is weak. Like because I think it's the opposite. Guys who who punch holes in walls, 
who throws their phone and breaks it, who tries to intimidate by screaming, yelling, and hollering, and uh, who can't control their anger. I feel like those guys are the weakest guys. But for some odd reason, society has them as guys who are strong and the guys who want to talk about their issues and cry and, and deal with these, you know, these things that they're going through, uh, they're viewed as weak. Like, like, why do you think that is? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I think that, that people or you know, men that, that act like that, like you're saying, they, you know, punch holes. I think they, they want to earn respect or they want to gain respect, but out of fear. Yeah. So, so I think that's why they, you know, they do things like that. For example, a man that's he, he's mad and angry or for whatever reason he's in front of his wife or a significant other, he's banging the walls or, you know, punching holes because yeah. he wants that attention. Like he's trying to show his dominance, like he's trying to intimidate his, his partner. Um, you know, it's basically I think you touched on it last week, two yeah. weeks ago. It's like it's an abuse of power. Yeah. But it's not really an abuse of power. It's they have the power to abuse because I think that they've mentally damaged, you know, their their significant other, their person, so that they know not to talk back or, or say anything out of, you know, quote-unquote disrespect to offend the man because they know he's going to start, you know, punching holes in the wall, slamming doors, throwing stuff at them, or even, you know, physical abuse. Yeah. So I, I think part of that is where it stems from. Yeah. Man, so I also think this is an issue that that guys have in dating relationships. I feel like the guys who who seem to be tougher, who seems to have their stuff together, that's kind of where the women flock to. And the guys who are just kind of more docile, you know, respectful, uh, and, you know, doesn't have to, like, you know, puff up or peacock, they're the ones that kind of get crapped on by these females do you think that's do you think that's something that's happening or am i just seeing things myself uh, no it's like the age-old saying goes nice guys finish last okay um you you see stuff like that it's if you were to go out or something you see you're sitting at, at, at a table whatever and you see a group of another table you know a couple you know whatever at the bar you see the guys being like uh yelling being like the like the main attraction because yeah. the you know center of attention and the girls they want to they gravitate to that i don't know why it's just something that they like maybe they like the attention they think that he's he's the dominant one in that in that circle or that area yeah i, I don't know why what it is about them but yeah. but the, the age-old saying goes that nice guys finish last but sometimes you know the nice guy the docile the gentle that's caring and shows emotions is the one that's typically you know the winner yeah, yeah um and then sometimes you get the guys that are like like you know huffing and puffing their chest and being all dramatic that those guys are you know quote unquote the fuck boys yeah yeah and it seems like the fuck boys are winning now and it's yeah like if you are um if you're a guy you, you you're trying to you know be respectful and you know you're learning yourself and you're trying to respect you know the women out there it seems like that's not Something that they run to, they run to the people who are going to treat them like shit. And I, you know, this, again, this is me, my opinion, but they run to the guys who are going to treat them like shit. Uh, and I, I'm still trying to figure out why over someone who I guess is, I guess, safe. And I guess that's what the issue is. Like, they're not looking for safe. They're looking for... Uh, the bad so, boy. Yeah. They're looking for the bad boy. I got you. I think that I think that mainstream media, you know, pop culture kind of portrays 
quote unquote the bad boy as the protector, yeah. the the one that's going to take care of you, the one that's going to uh, protect you in any case. It's going to flaunt you or you know show you out to the world. Yeah, got you. All right. So what what do you think a what are some characteristics of a high value man? Um, I think me personally, I like to. I like to growing up, growing up in this area and working in West Texas and the oil fields, and is along these lines. I've learned these, you know, four, you know, characteristic traits: is, is trust, integrity, truth, and respect, and loyalty. Well, that's yeah, five. Yeah. Um, you know, say who you know, do what you're going to do. Say what, you're, do what you're going to say. You know, be trustworthy. You know, if somebody comes to you with with something, um, don't don't blow it around. Don't share. Don't share it. You know. Yeah. You know, be where you're going to be. Of course, stuff happens, right? Yeah. But Integrity, integrity is 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 your biggest. Um, I don't even know what the word is, but being who you are, being a good person, being a good listener, having faith, being trustworthy, being yeah. caring, being emotional, and still being uh, aggressive when you need to. Yeah, I think those are all traits of a high value man. You know, taking care of your business, your responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. Not. I would have to agree with you on that, boss man. I would have to agree with you on that for sure. Um, why do you think loyalty is so important? Loyalty is, yeah. is because it, it kind of it, it makes it makes a bond and it builds a bond and it keeps a bond between people. Yeah. Like for example, I think you touched on it. I, I listen to the show. Yeah. I listen to it every, every every Friday. I pre- I appreciate you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I think that uh, loyalty is is the bond that you make. Like if somebody tells me something, I think you these are your words. You know, quote unquote. Yeah. Aaron Thomas words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if if I tell you something and you you know say, share it to somebody else, then I can't fuck with you anymore. Gotcha. Those, those are my words. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm using them in, in in context, but I think I I think that's really what it is. It's okay. just loyalty is is being loyal to to another person, whether it's a spouse, a friend, a family member. Um, being loyal in certain situations, like where it, if it's Somebody comes to you and says, hey, man, I got, you know, financial problems or whatever. What can yeah. I do? Or remember the message that I sent you yeah. a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Stuff like that. Or just, th- you know, just personal stuff, relationships, friends. Just, you know, if somebody's coming to you in confidence, I think you should, you know, keep that, you know, to yourself. Unless you think it's like a deeper problem that could lead to something, then you, you kind of have to play by ear. Every situation is different and kind of like say, hey. I need to take this up to somebody else. Gotcha. Like if it's something that's, you know, suicidal or, you know, or worse, you know, yeah, I, I, don't even, you. I don't even want to bring those kind of things up. I got you. So I think this is, this is my assessment of why fuck boys are winning and nice guys are not. Let's hear it. It's the, the loyalty part. I feel like nice guys aren't loyal to themselves. And when they get a female, they change for that female. And a female or a woman can't trust a man who can't be himself, like 100% of the time. And a fuckboy doesn't care if that female is around or not. He's going to just be who he is, and he's kind of loyal to himself. And he, yeah, he doesn't and change. He, and he doesn't change for, for anyone because that's just who he is. Yeah. And I think, to me, that's the biggest reason why... Nice guys are finishing last is because they're willing to to uh, adapt or change to what that person needs. But again, once that person gets done with, you know, once that person changes to what they need, like, then I feel like 
you know, that woman is done with that with that man. Like, okay, he's I've done he's done everything that I've asked him to do. There's no reason for me to continue with this with this relationship. So I'm going to go and find someone new or different. Yeah. Um, and then the guy who is nice, he's sitting there thinking, like, man, I've I've done everything for her. I have been loyal to her. Right, but he he wasn't loyal to himself because he wouldn't have changed if he was loyal to himself. So he became loyal to her and and did everything that she wanted. You know, he did everything that she wanted him to do, and now you know at the end he's the one heartbroken yeah. and 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 stuck. Yeah, and seeing his his girls out there with yeah the fuck the, boy. the fuck boy yeah yeah. Um, I think that something in, in you know that situation is that he. You know, for example, the nice guy. That yeah. He he did everything right to to get that girl. For sure. Right. He did everything right, but just sometimes, somewhere along the lines, he changed, and I mean that he changed by he. I don't want to say he conformed to her. Yeah. He bent you know bent his will to her what she liked. Yeah. There was never any any pushback from him. Like if she said, "Hey, we're gonna do this," and he said, "Oh, oh, okay, okay." Yeah. Then she, I guess, she grew into the alpha to the dominant. Gotcha. And then. She's like, well, I can just do whatever. I can go do this or I can do that. And I think how we, you know, revert back to if if you're the alpha and then he's your the guy yeah. is is the beta. You're you're gonna be like, well, he can't protect me. He's not fun. Yeah, he doesn't want to do nothing. He wants to stay in. He don't like to do you know fun stuff. So I'm gonna go over here. Yeah, deuces. Yeah. Uh yeah, and I I also think that's. A reason why it's so jacked up with society and why the suicide rate is so high is because, you know, men who are, you know, vulnerable and open and, and, and want to, you know, talk and have conversations, um, again, they're viewed as weak and that's not where women go, right? They want to go to that guy who, and they say they don't, but but if you go out there and you look, you know, and, and, and at like who's dating who and things that like who's attractive and you know who's not. Like you see them all flocking towards you know the guy who is peacocking and or the guy who seems like he has his his life together. And again, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just a lot of times they go they as in women go out there and get their hearts broken by these dudes that you know never had good intentions, and then they come to the, the to the to the nice guys. And they try to screw them over, and now because they, everyone's hurt because they they want to feel safe. Yeah, yeah, a safe guy. Yeah, yeah. For but sure. I, I think I mean, how many times you know have we seen it in uh, in this area or just all the time? Is that the girl wants to go with with the guy that, like you said, is peacocking because she wants something new? Yeah. And a lot of the times that um, the guy he just blows the girl off. Yeah. Blows her off. Just don't pay no attention to her. Yeah. And it, I don't know why, but it seems like the more that the guy blows her off, yeah, the more she wants him, the more she is attracted to him. For sure. <laughs> but but if you think about it, but it, but then if you if you start giving her attention and you give her too much attention, then she gets turned off. But see, that's so the it's thing. Just, it's just like a it's like a game there of like. But then that's the thing because you know with these fuck boys, yeah, a, a, he, the, the fuck boy will. You know, not pay attention to the girl or whatever, and then the girl's like, "Hey, I want you. Want to do you know whatever with you?" Yeah. So the fuck boy's like, "You know what? I don't want nothing with her. I just want one thing from her." Yeah. You know, he you know sweet talks or whatever yeah. gets what he wants, and then the girl's like, "Oh, he gave me a chance. Maybe he wants something with me." Yeah. And then the fuck boy's like, "No, like I don't want nothing with yeah. you." Yeah. 
just you know, wanted to, I just wanted want to smash, and now I got it, <laughs> and now I smash. It's like I'm on to the next one. Yeah, on to the next one. Yeah, just and, another notch on his belt. Yeah, and I used to be a footboy. That's why, like, I'm I'm in like this, I'm in like this limbo, right? Because I am, I am taking a backseat to having sex. Right. I'm going celibate for. Uh, I want to, you know, I'm asking and praying God, give me the strength for a year. Uh, Saturday would be three weeks, nice. right? Like three weeks of just like not putting myself in a situation where it could happen. So, but I'm like in this limbo of like, like I, I know where I'm going and I know where I have been and I know where I have been was, it was fun, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, 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 it's fun to, to play the game and to, and to chase after women and, you know, ones who didn't want you, and then oh, okay, so then you're making like you're you're chasing after them, and then you know once you once you catch them and get them, and they give you what uh, you're looking for, which is sex, then you're on to the next one because there was never really anything deep that you were looking for. It was just it was just a that game. physical attraction, hundred percent. And I think as as men, I think we're we're like uh, we revert back to that. You know that deep animal instinct to yeah. to be the predator. It's yeah. it's all in the hunt. It's yeah. all in the chase. You know, and once you, you you know you stalker like for example, let's say we go to the bar. Yeah. You know, we're 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 basically two predators. You see a girl that you like, yeah. you're gonna quote unquote you know, stalk her like yeah. you know in the in the wild. You know, yeah. you're gonna see you know. Uh, that's, that's like let's say <laughs> let's think of another word besides stalk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't. I'm not trying to get canceled. Uh, <laughs> But but you you, you, you see the you, you, you look see her, her. You like her so you want to go and yeah, get you, her yeah and you want to get you know this is where the where you're gonna peacock yeah, or, yeah, or for sure. do something to get her attention and once got you got you. her attention you make that eye contact you know she's already seen you yeah so that's when you gotta you know use a swoop in and, swoop in and, yeah, yeah use the you know spit your game yeah bust the move yeah. do whatever I mean I you got know, you. And, and sometimes it's real simple, real easy to, you know, you ask a girl like, hey, uh, you know, do you dance? Yeah. You know, take her out dancing. Some girls like it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I used to be a fuck boy. And now I'm just kind of like, I don't want to be one anymore because I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Like, I know being that person, I'm going to hurt women's feelings. I'm going to make them feel some type of way. And then I'm going to ghost them, you know, yeah. once I get it. And so... Now I'm kind of in this in this limbo of I want something like meaningful and deep. There's not a lot of people who are looking for meaningful and deep relationships well, because they're they're running because society has said this is what you know relationships look like, and so that's what they're like looking for. And it's not anything that is meaningful and deep. It's all like superficial. Like if the guy has money, if the guy you know, has a nice car and a nice house. Like, that's who you run and, and yeah. go to versus a guy who is, you know, building himself up and trying to figure things out. That guy's not sexy. No. Yeah. No, no, that no. guy's not sexy, but, but the guy who has money. And the big truck. The big trucks. and He's you know, buying around, buying yeah. drinks for everybody. He has the most demons, right? Oh, yeah. He is, he is a monster of all monsters. And he has no idea he's a monster. Yeah. Like, he thinks he's a nice guy. Like, he thinks he's, you know, doing good things for society. And I and I was that guy. Yeah. You know, I had, you know, the cash and I had the house and I had, you know, I had all of it. I had all of that. But there was, 
deep down, there was no happiness when it came to that. I could have slept with all the girls in the world, and it was still, it was still no happiness. Yeah, it was still empty. Yeah, it was still empty. And so now I'm in like this, this like change of like, you know, changing from like, oh, I don't want to be a fuck boy. I want to be like a, a genuinely nice guy. But that comes with me sitting with my monsters and dealing with them and trying to figure out like, you know, how I got to this place. Yeah. And that's also scary too, because no one wants to do that. And there's a there's a meme on Facebook. I've seen it. It's that uh, don't bleed on people who didn't cut you. For sure. You know, you know, backstory on me is I was married. Yeah. Yeah. I was married at one yeah. time or another. But I've been divorced since uh, September of 2016. So all these years I was I was I've been single. Yeah. I dated, you know, girls here and there, of course. But I I never found one. There was never one that I said I want to um, start something serious with, you yes. know. And going back to the, you know, fighting your inner, your inner demons because of what happened with my divorce, you know, my uh, ex-wife, you know, she just up and left one day. She just like, I don't love you. I don't want to be married to you. I don't want the responsibility of being married to you. So she, she just left. There's nothing I can do. Nothing. Yeah. So I think, I think maybe the first two years I would go out drinking, you know, just staying up all night, you know, doing whatever. I didn't do, you know, drugs and stuff like that, yeah. but I just... You know? we, we we understand what you were trying to say. You were doing girls, <laughs> staying up all night. I was to I was do girls. Yeah. I was, okay. I was I was I was in the dating scene, you I know. You. But but at the end of it, no matter how many times I got drunk, no matter how many times I stayed out late, if I went out with this woman or this girl, and then you know, a couple weeks later, date another one, I I I was never full. I was never happy. I was never satisfied because yeah. I was angry because she she did that to me. Yeah. And there was no reason, no. No, nothing. The simple, you know, reasons that she's like, well, I don't want the, I don't want to be married anymore. I'm like, well, shit. Like, give me your, like, me personally, like, me personal, like, even to this day, no matter what, what the situation is, like, I need, I feel like because of what happened there, yeah. then, or back then, yeah. I need closure for, for any situation. Gotcha. For any little thing, even if it's a text message or, you know, a simple conversation. Uh, situation whatever it is i i feel like i have to have closure because if i don't have that closure then i i go fucking crazy yeah, yeah like, it's in your you start head. yeah it started it starts in your head you're like well did i say something wrong yeah. did i do something wrong or am i not doing enough but like i was saying you know those first two years is like i, I was an asshole to women i was an asshole yeah uh believe it or not you know i went out and i tell girls like you know like I didn't care. Yeah. I, I didn't care, you know, about your feelings, about your emotions, or like they they would tell me like, "Hey, I, I want to date you serious." I'm like, "I don't want to." Yeah. Which you know, I did, I wouldn't lead them on. I would tell them, you know, straightforward from yeah. the beginning. It's like, look, I don't want nothing serious. Yeah. If you want something serious, then it's not gonna it's not gonna work. It's not gonna be me. It's not gonna be me. Yeah. You know, and I think at, over the years, you know, it transpired. Man, it's a long story, but in in those you know five years from then, from when I was divorced to now, um, being a being a dad, I grew and I learned that being okay. First and foremost, I'm a dad. Yeah. I'm a father. Like my kid lives with me. She's yeah. you know she's a teenager. She's a girl. She needs attention. Well, both my kids. You know my other daughter. She they have keys. They have keys to the house. They have my debit cards, yeah. cash. So you know they come and go. The yeah. other one, my other daughter, she comes and goes. But somewhere in, the, in that in that time frame or that you know that line is I I was like I had the mindset that I can't date anybody because 
I have to raise my kids first. And like I was a dad before I was a man. Gotcha. So I think it took me time to learn. And eventually, you know, I, I would meet girls and I would and I would pick up on red, you know, quote unquote red flags. And yeah. I would be like, I don't want that. I don't like that. Like, I think at this stage, you know, my 38 years of life, I realize that I know what I want. I know what I'll deal with and I know what I won't put up with. Yeah. You know, and just recently um, I found somebody, you know, yeah. you know, hey. start, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started talking to somebody, you know, uh, a couple couple months ago. We started, you know, talking and dating, and you know, yeah, we're we're together. Yeah. Um. It's uh, it's it's we keep it private, yeah. you know, but we keep it private. But because uh, it's new, like no one yeah, needs to know at this point. You know yeah. I mean? Nobody like, has nobody has to know, but um, yeah, you know, it took me all these years to find somebody that me that I wanted to be like. I wanted to say, hey, I like this girl. Yeah. Like. I like what she's about. Yeah. I want to get to know her more, better. And to me, I think I had to grow from then to here to actually say, hey, I want a relationship with this girl. Gotcha. Like, dude, this is some scary shit. It is. Because I've been single for all these years. And yeah. then for me to say, I want to be with that girl. Like, like I want to be with that girl and only that girl and be faithful to that girl. Yeah. Uh, it's some scary shit because I've been single for all these years. Yeah, and you're essentially giving yourself to a person and saying, "Don't hurt me." Yeah, and and, I, and you've already been hurt in the past before, so you. I mean, so you've been hurt in the past before, and so you ha- you're guarded, but then you're like, "I still want to get to know her," and so now I'm just like, you know, I'll, you give yourself to this person and you and you say, "Well, hopefully, you don't hurt me." So yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to take chances. You 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 have to take a chance. I for mean, sure. I'm a. Um, I guess a hopeless romantic, you could say. Uh, Me too, brother. Me too. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with us, man. I nothing, promise nothing. you. Nothing. We're the, you know, <laughs> get, get you a hopeless romantic guy. There you go. I mean, he's he's probably sending your DMs. Uh, <laughs> the nice guy that you guys keep, or the guy that you, the guy that you ghosted. <laughs> that's the guy. That's the guy that's gonna treat you right. Uh, yeah, he's sending your DMs. Yeah, he's sending you your. Got him, you got him on the bench. The, yeah, the one that you. <laughs> That you have a, you haven't even opened his message. Yes, that, that's no, the guy that's, that's going to treat you, guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so one thing I want to go back to is not getting closure. I think her leaving was closure. I mean, that's, I mean, you might not like, because I'm going through a divorce. And, like, it happened so quickly. Like, we was in Cancun in July. We came back from Cancun. We got a divorce. I moved out. And I haven't really, I haven't seen her parents. I haven't seen, you know, brothers. I haven't seen, you know, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews. Like, I haven't, like, seen anybody. And we and we also haven't, you know, uh, like, had, like, a conversation as to, like, you know, why or what. It was just, like, there was no closure. There was no anything. It was just, like, from July until now. And then, you know, there are days where it, it is tough. But I'm just like, man, this this shit sucks. And then, uh, like today, today was tough because I found out she had signed the final divorce papers uh, last week, right? And so they're most likely sending them to me, and I'm gonna sign them, and I mean that's it. And so it's not like a uh, me looking at her thing, like, oh my gosh, we we could have made it work or anything. It was it's more of a me looking at myself and saying, what did I do? to create a space where this person didn't want to be with me anymore. And that's 
that's the toughest part. It has not, to me, it has nothing to do with her. I always go back and, man, if I would have done this, 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 and this, or if I wouldn't have done this, 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 and this, like, would I still be here? And I don't know if I would still be here or not, but it's just one of those things where I think closure is something that we all deal with, um, but you might not get the closure that you want, but the closure that is out there is she packed up her stuff and she left. That's, I mean, that's closure within itself. And sometimes no response is a response. Yeah, for sure. You know, and how you're talking about that if you could have done this, this, and that mm-hmm. wrong, you know, we all are doing, done it better. We yeah. all, you know, sometimes in every situation, we want to play Monday, Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I think that those lessons that you learn, because there are some hard fucking lessons to learn. For sure. You learn those lessons the hard way. Yeah. And, you know, it... Sorry, but it costs your marriage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My, my mistakes cost me my marriage, yeah, yeah. you know. But the lesson that we learned along those ways, you know how to fix yourself. For or, sure. You know how you're saying you're working on yourself. You're yeah. fighting your demons. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of you're training yourself for the next one. You're yeah. bettering yourself for the next woman. Yeah. That way you don't do this. You don't do that. You don't revert to your old ways. So that way you can find a good girl, a nice girl. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you're good for her and good for yourself in the future. Yeah. I, th- I think I'm a big believer you have to fix yourself before you can be good for other people. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I 100% believe that, too. It's just hard sometimes because you don't want to be alone. And so you, you run to things and people to try to take away that loneliness, and they're not good for you. Uh, but you don't care because you're at least you're not, like, alone, so... Um, I see that. I, I mean, in, in this whole, you know, time that I've been single or whatever, I've dated girls. And to me, like one of the big, biggest red flags is that you ask them is like, well, how long you've been single? Ah, well, like a month. Yeah. Well, single like for a month because you were oh, it's because my ex-husband were separated. Yeah. <laughs> red flag. 100%. My baby daddy. Red flag. My yeah. boyfriend from, you know, X amount of years. Red flag. Yeah. Because they're going to revert to, like you're saying, they're going to go back to what, quote unquote, the safe place, the yeah. safe place, you mm-hmm. know, to what they know, to because, oh, we're, I'm going to get back with them. I'm going to give them another chance because we have history. Yeah. We have kids together or the dude. It, and it's happened in my situation, too. I was, you know, talking to this girl or whatever. And I told the girl, I was like, look, as soon as your you know ex-husband finds out that you're seeing somebody, he's going to run come you know crying back to you like hey i want my family yeah. and sure enough she she you know yeah. gave him another chance or whatever but it was probably like the eighth ninth tenth chance so yeah. like you know like you know i probably i see it as, as a positive because i probably dodged a bullet yeah because even sure. if i was you know let's say i started something serious with that girl that ex-husband would always be there yeah. nagging and bitching and complaining always trying to start something yeah. and so, if you would have messed up and she felt like you was the same. In, a, in a weaker state, then he, then she would run back to him yeah, because so, that, that's like a safe space for her now too. So. Yeah, and it was a, it's a it's a lose lose situation yeah. because how how we how we're talking about it is that you have to heal yourself first, yeah, before you can be you know good for somebody else. And I just think people like that they just re, they just revert to you know to going back to the, the safe the safe place, yeah. even though that place isn't safe, and they know that that dude is. A liar, a cheater, and a, man, a manipulator, abuser, you know, whatever. Abuser. It's just like, well, at least I know what I'm going to be feeling when I'm with him, which it's, is so crazy. It's kind of like uh, better to be 
better the devil I know than the devil I don't. For sure, I can see that. So I, I think they just, you know, they just every time they go back and they go back to the that, I think that's what they're re- reverting to the old ways of the as a safe place. Yeah. But or because they have history, but you know, hey, I dodged a bullet. Yeah. Because if I would have stayed in that situation, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. Yeah. So with somebody that. That actually cares for me. Yeah. That you likes know. you. Yeah. Yeah. Hell and it's yeah. like you, you. It's not like a fake you or any, like you're not trying to put up on a front to say like I'm this way. You're just being your, your true authentic self and that's who she's dealing with. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that, that that's what you want. You want somebody that's going to care for you, you know, not all of, you know, superficial things that you have to offer, but yeah. she only wants you. Yeah. Nothing else. No money. Clothes, shopping cars, trips, how nothing. She just wants you. She wants your, you know, your, your love, your time, your affection, and and that's all she wants. And to respect her and to not make her look like a fool yeah. or like an idiot. Yeah, that that's all she wants. Basic. I think that's the biggest issue that I see uh, in society right now. I don't think people know who they really are. And so they're running into the relationships and they're like being their fake self. And then after a while, their true self starts to come out. And that person is like confused because it's like, well, you know, who are you really? You know, and a lot of people fall in love with the person in the beginning. And that person in the beginning wasn't even a real person. That person in the beginning was was trying to catch or get that person. And once that person is you know, is together and they're with each other, then they become the person that they have always been. Right. And I think there's just a lot of people out there just like confused or stuck in these in these relationships that uh, they don't know who is who. There there are two people that they're dealing with, and they they see the potential of the first person, which is not a person that's been real or is real. Um, and they don't like the person that they see that they're dealing with now because that person's an asshole. Right. But they don't they don't know that that person who is an asshole is that's that's their that's true who, identity. That's, that's who, who they, they really, really are. are. And if people came, if if someone came to you and was like a true asshole, then either that would turn you off or turn you on. But at least they know. And you know from the get go. Yeah, you know from the get go. But most people don't. And again, I think that's the issue. Why you know people aren't deep. They're superficial because I don't want you to see you know, my scars in the beginning. And I'm like, you know, if I'm talking to you or beginning to talk to you, I want I want to see all your damn scars because I'm not trying to, you know, figure them out later on because now, you know, you're, you have to show them to me because I'm around. Like, let's have these conversations and let's dig deep and let's, you know, let's figure out, you know, each other uh, on, on a deeper level versus, you know, being fake, until you're real, and then by the time you're real, I don't like the person that you are. Yeah. Or she don't like the person that you are. So. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I think it's. I think that's that's a that's a difficult thing that is happening or is happening in like these relationships now that uh, you know it sucks. But I I tell men just be yourself. Like even, that. If you, even, even if you are boring, even if you are boring, if you even if you like games, even if you don't like to go out, like just be yourself. Yeah, because that person that that wants to be with you will be with you and you don't have to act like you like to go out and drink and party to get that person because that person doesn't want to be with you. No, 
I just put a, a quote on Facebook. If you have to prove yourself in a relationship, that person is probably not right or for you. Like you shouldn't have to prove who you are to anyone for them to want to be around you. You shouldn't have to prove. You shouldn't have to hide. You should have to protect or defend who you are as a person. Just be yourself. Yeah, just be real with your scars, your yeah. stories, your emotions. Just be you. And, and eventually, um, you know, this old timer a long time ago, he used to tell me, he's like, there's always somebody for everybody. For sure. So eventually you'll, you'll find somebody that, that, that wants you for you. You know, yeah. like you're saying, don't be superficial. Don't yeah. put up a front that you're, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But, you know, in reality, you're just an A, B, and C guy. Yeah. And they'll find out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll, 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 a lot of them, a lot of women nowadays, because, you know, they've been, you know, with the fuck boys and with the nice guys, they, they, they can see through it. For sure. They can smell, you know, they can smell bullshit in the water. Yeah. Yeah. They can see right through your shit. They can see right through your shit. (laughs) And you're like, why would you talk to me? Yeah. (laughs) She's like, well, because you smell like caca. (laughs) Um, All right. Cool, man. Uh, I enjoyed this conversation for for sure. Uh, Last question. Uh, what impact do you want to leave on this? Uh, I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew this question was coming. Uh, um, what impact do I want to leave on this world? Yeah. Well, man, that's a tough one. It, it is. It, it's deep. It is. It, it's very deep because I have, I have kids and I have girls. I, I think as I'm going to go two ways on this. Okay. As a parent, I want to teach my girls to be respected and, and I try to you know, instill those morals and values of, of respect yourself and treat yourself right. You know, don't let others, you know, disrespect you. Always, you know, honor, integrity, trust, respect. You know, do what you're supposed to do. And I think with them is I want them to, I want to leave them an example. Say, hey, my dad was this. He never, he never failed. He never did this. He wasn't perfect, but he, he always was there for us. Yeah. And like, as far as me being just, just a man, I want people to, to say like, yeah, he helped me out or he changed, you know, you know, sometimes we, we can't change the whole world. Right. Yeah, but we yeah. can change just our, our little corner of it, yeah. you know, whether it be, you know, the people around you, whether it's, you know, helping somebody with uh, work or being just talking to somebody. And I think that I would like to be remembered for, for helping others, for changing somebody's life. I mean, it doesn't have to be financial or, or anything like that, but yeah. it has to be like, Maybe one day you, you talk somebody off a ledge, yeah. you know, something like that. I want to, to for people to say, man, he was, he was a good dude. Yeah. Like, he was a good dude. He helped people. He he understood a, a lot of, you know, people's problems, and he, he helped people. He tried his best to help people. Yeah. And just leave a good, you know, good footprint that uh, on this planet or, you know, with friends and, and family on this, you know, on this earth that, yeah, he, he was a good dude. Yeah. I dig it, man. I didn't also tell the people... Again, uh, company, what you do, and then uh, where they can find you at. Uh, well, my company is DMK Construction. Uh, it's got a picture of a gold lion. You can find it on uh, Facebook. Uh, most of the time on my personal page, I share my business stuff, like all my projects and uh, videos. And, and even with like this, this business thing that I have going on, it's like, uh, but that's probably a conversation for another day. Yeah, we well, can have it. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Well, um. First, you can find me on Facebook, DMK Construction. It's got a picture of a gold line. You can see my projects on there. I try to stay with, make videos and be more um, interactive with people and make videos, you know, not necessarily tutorials, but I just want to show the people like, hey, it's not just 
before picture and after picture. Like, yeah. like if you see on my Snapchat or my, you know, Instagram stories or Facebook stories, um, you see the process. It's, it's, it's a process. So I, I, I want to teach people, you know, I'm learning every day, yeah. but I want to teach others what I know of what to do and what not to do yeah. in, in, you know, my projects and things like that. But, you know, since, you know, hey, segue into the next one, right? Yeah. Um, do you remember when we started or you started the, the, the men's group uh-huh. that we, we talked about um, or I, I brought it up like, I want to start this construction business. I want to start this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And do you remember those times? I, I do. What, like two years ago, Yeah, right? it was two years ago. Two years ago, two years for ago. sure. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> We've come a long way from that. We have that. come a long way from there, We've man. We've come a long way from that. Yeah. Um, the, the business the business started, I mean, it, it's been good. It's, it's been good. It's, um, it started as, as just a thought because, you know, COVID came and, you know, fucked everything up. Yeah. Um, I would, I, Mike, I had, you know... Backgrounds in construction. My dads and uncles were framers, drywallers, you know, tapers, painters, you know, in construction industry. Yeah. So that was always something that I did. And when COVID hit and everybody was, you know, we're all sitting at home, Netflixing and, yeah. you know, going crazy. Um, people would ask me like, hey, you know, do you know somebody that can do this? Like, oh, I'll do it. And then, you know, the the whole business idea started as like, yeah, I can do that. Well, I'm like, I don't know how much to charge you. So I'm like, oh, I'll just do it for whatever. Yeah. And once I get into, you know, that project, I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to buy this tool, this tool. And then I'm like, well, shit, I got the tools. But then, man, I didn't charge enough for this. Yeah. So now I'm basically working for free. Yeah. But I bought tools, you know. So I think as, as that business started is I started with, I mean, I started small with hanging TV mounts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it took, whatever, man, yeah, yeah, I got you. Even if it was, you know, fifty bucks, I would change. I would change out the the, the outlets. Yeah, the, the outlets. Change out lights, ceiling fans. You know, install. You know, TVs. Yeah, and then the projects kept kept getting bigger. Yeah, they kept getting bigger, and then there was a little bit more money, and I'm like, hey, you know, people would ask, would call me like, hey, can you can you, you know, what what can I do here? I'm like, well, you know what, well, we can do this and then we can knock this wall down, we can open it up, and then. The project started getting, you know, increasingly bigger from changing the outlets and, yeah. you know, mounting TVs yeah. to doing kitchens, uh, bathrooms, showers. I've, I've, if you follow my page, you know, yeah, you can see that I've my projects. It's like a timeline of how they've grown from uh, simple stuff to you know making showers. Like here recently, I've been doing a lot of uh, research and and training to do uh, epoxy countertops. Yeah. So I did one in Midland. Did you see it? I, was it like you pouring steel? It was like you did you pour like something over it or something yeah, like that? Yeah. yeah, I think I saw it. Did you like it? Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. But I was, it, it was like what, like white and blue or yeah, it was a bunch of different colors. Yeah, okay. yeah but you you, you yeah. play with it. You play yeah. with it. And so that's something that it's like it's it's new. It's different, and I always want to try to you know invent myself as yeah. as you know as a business and, and be. You're trying to stand out from everybody else. Like gotcha. here, um, what I do is, is I build a shower, and what's called the, the niche is that little you know hole in the wall that yeah. you put your shampoo bottles in. Yeah. I put LED lights in them, man. Some people like them. Yeah, it's it's new, it's innovative, and yeah. and it's all it's all waterproof. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, man. <laughs> it's all waterproof. It's all it's meant to. Have you ever done like concrete countertops? Is that something like? No, I've never done them. I'm curious though. I know I've that, never I've yeah. never done them. I know some people. I've seen some on like HGTV and stuff like that, and uh, I think that'd be cool, like a concrete. 
countertop. Yeah, that, that, that would be pretty neat. Yeah. Um, like I said, the, the thing that I'm getting into now is is working with epoxy. Gotcha. Like you can just basically make it into any colors, colors, schemes, designs, um, just whatever your imagination is, you know, goes wild. You're the artist. Yeah. So that that's what I'm trying to, you know, push. Yeah. How, how, and how do you get like... Uh, I guess clientele is just like word of mouth type deal. Word, word of mouth. I think the biggest uh, influence that I have is is you know your reviews, Facebook. Yeah. I I pay to post or to boost my post. Like okay, for like example, sponsorships and stuff. Like yeah, that? or ads, ads, ads. ads. Yeah, like so, you know, you. whenever you're scrolling through Facebook yeah, and you yeah. see, you know, so and so sponsored ads. You know, yeah. like Justin has them two cross yeah, yeah. four three two. Uh-huh. Or whatever you know, Domino's, whatever they, yeah. it's somebody that that pays to boost their ads gotcha. so that it's and always more running. People see it. More people see it. Gotcha. So I, I think as, as a business owner, I try to always be in people's minds. You know, always putting content out there, always putting myself out there, projects. You know, my reviews. Always I answer questions or I get messages all the time. I have realtors, they, uh, they'll call me, they'll ask, you know, questions about, you know, projects or if I can do something mm-hmm. for their clients so they can close. And it's just word of mouth, man. Gotcha. D- doing, you know, being honest, being, having good integrity, uh, a good, you know, basically doing a good product, putting yeah. a good product out there. Gotcha. And that's really, that's all you can do gotcha. is because social media can be your, your, your greatest friend in, in, in business wise. Yeah, you know? for sure. Or it can be your downfall. I mean, you're, you're out there scamming people, you're, yeah. you know not doing what you're supposed to like you get you, you get you, blasted for sure i oh, know yeah. i've seen people get blasted for sure on facebook you get burned yeah, real yeah. quick yeah real for quick. sure awesome man well i appreciate you jumping on having a conversation <laughs> it was a blast it was man. fun uh so again this podcast is started to help build high value men uh, he's over here pointing at his shirt leave a mark uh and i think that's that's one thing that uh that's a shirt from CrossFit Four Three Two, right? Shameless plug. Shameless plug, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm just plugging everybody. Uh, and you have a shirt that says "Leave Your Mark," uh, and I think you're doing that, man. You're leaving your mark. You're, you are a definition of a high value man. Someone who, because I remember that two years ago, we were sitting down and we were on Zoom, all yeah, on Zoom, all of us were on Zoom, and we were talking about what we was trying to do and accomplish. And you know, here you are, two years later, you're doing exactly what you said you wanted to do. Yeah. I remember when you first when you first bought like a it was a truck or you bought something. Um, well, it was, I, I would buy tools yeah. and, I would, and I would put everything in the back of my truck. And eventually, I'm like, dude, I would, I would. It was a trailer. You bought that trailer. I bought a yeah. trailer. <laughs> so I remember that shit, man. You bought that trailer. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I, I, I bought that trailer. Like I was saying, is that like all my tools? Like I would have to buy tools for jobs. Yeah. And I would have to load them in the truck every morning. Go to the job site, unload them at the job site, and if I went to go eat or whatever, then I would I would leave them there. But then at the end of the day, I would have to put everything in my truck, and then I'd go home and I'd have to unload everything inside because I couldn't leave everything in you know in the back of the truck because I yeah. live in the, in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually, I, I bought a trailer, and man, I got so many tools uh, to you know spray rig to paint. Yeah. I can paint. Yeah. <laughs> I can paint. You can do everything. Yeah, I do. I do a little bit of. I do a little bit of everything. I mean, I paint. Uh, I uh, do tile, showers, yeah, floors, yeah, drywall. Yeah, a little bit of everything, man. That's awesome, man. Again, I just think you're you're living that life. You're you're doing what you say you wanted to do, and and you're doing it. 
Uh, and I think that's just pretty cool because I do. I we have we, we did talk and we I, I have seen the growth in oh, yeah. in what it is that you're doing. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, and again, we're here to to help just have a conversation about you know what high value men are, what they look like, and what they're doing. Uh, so if you like this you know podcast, please share it with the people that's in your life. Subscribe to it. Let me know if there are some things that you know can be fixed because I'm always open to. Uh, I'm always open to, to figuring out new things and, and learning new things. I don't I don't get hurt for criticism. I think it's it's good that we all can have like you know a conversation if something isn't you know yeah. right. So. Yeah, just like you can uh, accept praise, yeah. you should be able to accept criticism. One hundred percent. That's an, that's another value for a high value <laughs> man. I'm just we're just putting out that we, we, there you go. we'll leave y'all on a high note. There you go. I, I appreciate y'all for listening. Y'all have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And for daily motivational and up-to-date content, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Excellence Above Talent. And remember, keep moving forward, never give up, and you are never alone in this battle. We'll see you next time.